Welcome to the Willow Valley Podcasting Channel, where exciting podcasts are created by Willow Valley residents, for Willow Valley residents, and about Willow Valley residents. Welcome to Life Under the Willow Tree. I'm Candace O'Donnell, and I am ecstatic to welcome our guest today, I just got to see them perform. These are the Rolettes, and we have Danica and Josie here today. Hey, so we are the Rolettes dance team. I'm Josie, and here I have Danica with me. Um, We are an all-women's wheelchair dance team, and our mission is to empower women to live boundlessly and shift perspectives through dance. We are composed of 11 team members. We have six on the performance team, and we have several little sisters throughout the country as well. Danica and I are two of the newest members, but we bring a lot of enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. and we are just so thankful to be here and be spreading awareness and empowerment for people with disabilities. Thank you for your electrifying performance. It will inspire people at Willow Valley for years to come. The phrase that kept going through my mind, especially when you both described your accidents and trying to come back from that is, I love this quote from Rose Kennedy. Remember, she had lost four of her children and her husband. And she said, I will not be vanquished. And that's when I, what I thought when you were performing and you were talking, you will not be vanquished. So I could start with either one of you. I was going to concentrate more on the performance, but I'm just so mesmerized by your personal story. Let's just start with you, Danica. Tell us about your accident and how you came back from it psychologically, because I think it's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for having us. Um, My accident was back in July uh, 13th, 2018, and my um, friends and I were on a road trip, and um, it was really late at night, and my friend had fallen asleep, and we started rolling, and I was asleep in the back without my seatbelt on, laid out, um, and I got ejected into the median, and then I was instantly paralyzed from the waist down. Um, so I've been paralyzed T12 L1 for five years. And now does that, that phrase T12, does that mean the vertebrate? Yes. That was affected and yes. from on down from that vertebrae on down. Yes. You were paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm an incomplete injury, which is basically like, um, it was severed, but not all the way. So I still have feeling in some of the, um, level, like some, of the, oh my gosh, so sorry. Some of my legs have feeling, like part of my legs, but other parts don't have feeling. So, um, but yeah, and I feel like in the beginning, I wasn't really thinking about what had really happened because I was kind of delusional in the way of, I thought when I got home, I was going to be walking again and everything was going to be normal. It's kind of normal for people to feel like that. I have heard um, just because you go back to a place like your home where you've been walking and standing for 18, 19 plus years, however many years, and then 
when you go back, you're like, okay, the doctors don't really know what's going to happen. I'm going to be walking in no time. No big deal. But then you get back home and you realize, oh, no, this is completely starting over from scratch because you have to relearn your whole house, but from a wheelchair and relearn how to use the bathroom, relearn how to drive, relearn how to basically do everything. It's like starting over as a toddler is how I would put it. Um, so what got you through this psychologically? Yeah, I would say my friends and my family, um, just realizing that I didn't want my life to be over just because I couldn't walk. I feel like I just dove right into what my life used to be like, hanging out with friends and going to coffee shops and just getting out of the house. Um, but then I really started seeing a change in happiness when I met other girls that were in the same position as me in the same age group. Um, because I realized like I'm not even close to the only one that's going through this. So, so this would be the Rolettes. Yes. And yes. you could, you, you, it would not be an exaggeration to say that they help bring you back. Yes. And I'm sure you're going to say the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like learning new things or new ways to do things um, and just getting tips and tricks on how to live life because there were a lot of things still like four years into my injury that I didn't know how to do. And I met the girls and they were like, oh, I do this. I do this. And it just helped me so much um, being able to take advice from people who have been paralyzed longer than me or just other people because there's always a different perspective. Now, your plan was to be an actress. So I am also into acting as well, but I'm not fully diving into that until I moved to L.A. just because, well, the writer strike right now, but also because <laughs> it's just um, hard to do that from San Diego. So I'm focusing on my two jobs right now and the Rolettes. And then once I get to L.A., I plan to um, get more into acting. Now you have a podcast in the works. Yes, I do have a podcast up. Um, I have filmed the first episode, but it's been so long now because we've been so busy. So I am planning to re, um, refilm the whole first episode just because it's been a while and get back on that. And I want to interview the girls on the team as well because I feel like that'll be insightful to my listeners and my followers just about like different perspectives and different people's stories. Well, that'll be fascinating and inspiring. Thank you. So, Josie, this really blew my mind when I read the bios at the beginning. You had the same basic injury, that, so the same vertebrae on yes. your spine are affected. Yes. And I thought that was an amazing coincidence because mm -hmm. in the roulettes, you have all sorts of different injuries, don't you? Yes, we do. Just can you name some of the other types of injuries that would would uh... um, yes we do have one girl who's a um, C six C seven quadriplegic so um, she is paralyzed from the neck down and um, most of the other girls on the performance team are like T nine T ten so they're a little bit higher the way they described it in the hospital was everything that's a T vertebrae is connected to one of your ribs. So if you think about that, T1 is like the top rib and T12 is the bottom rib. 
And then below that, you get the lumbar spine. So when Danica says she's a T12L1, that's kind of the bottom thoracic vertebrae and the top of the lumbar. And the lumbar provides a lot more flexibility. So for my injury specifically, even though I was diagnosed as a T12 spinal cord injury, I actually fractured my L3 vertebrae, which is a lot lower in the lumbar spine. But do you in your group, for example, have anybody with, let's say, cerebral palsy? Uh, What are some of the other varieties of people in your group? Mm -hmm. Right now, we are primarily spinal cord injuries, um, but we do have a lot of people with cerebral palsy, um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, POTS. What's that? What's that? It's Ehlers-Danlos syndrome is a um, condition where the um, soft tissues in the body are... um, more flexible than they should be. So they have flexible joints and really stretchy skin and that can provide difficulties the walking because they could like dislocate a joint just walking, um, things like that. And then you talked a lot about the children, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. And many of those might be congenital. Yes. So a lot of the kids we see were were born with their disability. We have a lot of spina bifida Mm -hmm. kids, um, cerebral palsy kids, um, a lot of that. Now, that's a little something I know a little bit about because I've had students with spina bifida. And my understanding, the higher up the injury was, the more disabled you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this is unbelievable to me. Now, the process that Danica described, being in the hospital, oh, my God, what's happened to me? And then... Rolette's helping her get back. Was that your process? How was, what was your psychological process like? Yeah, more or less it was the same. Um, I come from a background of performing. So I grew up doing theater and dance and acting. Um, so I had a much, um, stronger connection to it before, um, than Danica did. Danica joined us later and she's doing amazing. Mm-hmm. But, um, so when I had my injury, uh, my first thought was I'm never going to be able to to perform again. And that was my, it still is my life passion. But at the time, I thought that that was not going to be possible for me. And um, that was devastating to, <laughs> to think about. Um, and then I, um, recalibrating. Rec- <laughs> um, yeah, we could just cut that. Um, no, no, that's good. Recalibrating. <laughs> When I got home from the hospital, um, my community theater reached out to me and I had just done a production of Mamma Mia there um, Mm. two weeks before I was in my accident. And so I got home from the hospital and two weeks later they called me and they were like, hey, we're doing Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. We would really love for you to be in the chorus. And I was like, oh, like, I don't know what that's going to look like. I've never seen anyone do this. And I was so new and still regaining a lot of my strength and um, not confident at all. And I talked to my family about it and they said, you need something that's not physical therapy. You need something that you go can go and enjoy. And I was like, okay. So I was like, sure, why not? Like, and I talked to my choreographer, who was my longtime dance teacher. And she was like, I'm, I'm not going to let you look stupid. And so that made me feel better. So... The rehearsal process for that show was both a blessing and a curse, I think, because I only say a curse because 
I was always going to come to that moment where I was like, this is not the same as it was before. And that was frustrating to overcome, I think. But it was a blessing because it did give me something else to focus on, something else to think about. And I fell in love with theater all over again in a different way. In a different way. And when I saw how we incorporated my wheelchair into the choreography, how the other cast members were so accommodating and willing to push me across the stage to my next spot and how intricate everything was. And just, it really opened my eyes to a lot of the possibility and, you know, what we're capable of. And I think thought to myself, like, if I can do this right now, four months after my injury, what can I do a year from now? What could I do two years from now? What could I do five years from now? And, so you did or did not have that moment when you were in rehearsal and you thought, oh, I can't do this anymore. Oh, I definitely had that moment. But but the, you, your, your cast members and you worked out a solution mm-hmm. to each of these little glitches. Yes. Particularly with the traveling across the stage, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to make it across the stage. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just have somebody push you or we'll just have, we'll move you over here. We'll do this. And there was always like, a very collaborative element to it that I really enjoyed. Well, I, I do theater, and one of my favorite quotes about theater is that acting is the world's greatest team sport. I love that quote. Mm-hmm. I love it's, that. It's so true. It's mm-hmm. so, it's, it, is. it is so true. It is, Now, this yes. sort of intrigued me. You are married. I am, yes. Now, were you married before the injury? So, we were not married, but I was with him at the time. He's my high school sweetheart. So mm-hmm. we had been together for about four years prior and then stayed together through all of it. And we got married a year ago. What does he do? He's a chemical engineer. So uh, he is so far away from this world. Right brain, left brain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, this is absolutely incredible to me. Now, you're the one who's hoping to get more act- actors into television, or is it both of you? Yeah, I mean, Josie's definitely um, working towards... She's just amazing, but she has so many projects in the works already, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like, not even there yet. I'm, like, putting it on halt till I get to L.A., but she's, like, in, in it right now. Mm-hmm. She is definitely representing our community in the best way. Mm-hmm. And the strike... The strike is mainly writers. Do I have that correct? Uh, SAG-AFTRA is also on strike at the moment. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. SAG's mm-hmm. on strike. Mm-hmm. So this could very well tie in when they negotiate, renegotiate their contract, which I do understand has been stalled now for, what, about six months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe this will inspire them when they do renegotiate the contract to make sure that handicapped people are fully and fairly represented. That would be amazing. We hope so. (laughs) Well, I could go on and on, but I have a marvelous guest here. (laughs) This is Joan Summer, and I have interviewed her months ago on a project that she has planning, and she needs to ask you your advice how to do this. So take it away, Joan. We would like to know what life day is. Of course. Um, so a life day is basically the day of our injury or the day of our accident. Um, it's basically just celebrating life and celebrating that we didn't, you know, 
worst case scenario didn't happen that day and we're still here and we're still living. Um, so we celebrate it basically like a birthday and we all get together usually and do something like dinner or, um, just let everyone know what we love about them and that we're thankful they're here. But yeah, we love our life days. They're a big thing in our community. Anniversaries can be really hard, especially leading up to them. So having a community and a support system with us to help us um, get through it and just to celebrate that we're still here with people who are going through experiences like we do is is really um, helpful and, and empowering. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, I'm Joan Samar. I'm a resident at Willow Valley. Uh, I also have challenges, and I I sport around the campus in a zinger, which is a power chair. And I have found that I can do some tricks with the power chair. And I thought, um, and I've even gotten out on the dance floor and have danced with um, a partner. And uh, we had a good time with it. And I thought, if I could have a good time, I can dance again. There must be other people out there also that are in the same position. And I thought maybe we could join a group. And in this group, you're you're an inspiration seeing you up on the stage, and I commend you. Thank you. Uh, it was it was just um exciting today to see that and to see the enthusiasm from the audience and that's what I would like to create. Even as we get older we wind up having limitations with our, our physicalness and uh, I'm aware of that and uh seeing what you have done with your limitations uh it's all possible. The sky's the limit. And um, how would you say, um, I haven't, I th- I'm my right brainer, I guess, so I think out of the box. And to me, this is a new journey in my life. Um, I don't want to sit in this chair and vegetate. I want to go forward. Yeah. And you guys are showing me the way. And my questions would be as well, you pretty much told me how you got started. Um, the people in your group, you, you see their handicaps. Do you use your chairs in part of the performance to make, um, like I understand why you use movement of your arms, but then the chair is also a part of your life. Mm-hmm. Do you have things that you can do with your chair? Mm-hmm. Um, could you explain that? Yeah, there are um, several tricks that we mm-hmm. kind of all learned. Um, either functionally, like to do a wheelie, it, it's actually functional to kind of get over bumps or curbs or things like that. Um, but we've discovered that we can spin really fast <laughs> in them and it looks really cool. And... Um, a lot of that stuff, I think, was discovered through trial and error, um, and there are th- certain tricks we can do with partners, and we just performed at the World of Dance Finals in Los Angeles last month, um, hip-hop finals, and we did this cool routine where we were dancing with non-disabled dancers as well, and they 
were accenting what we could do in our chairs and they like were lifting us and like tilting us so we could like spin our wheels on the side and it like looked really cool um but it honestly is a lot of like just figuring it out like i i have been dumped out of my chair a few times just (laughs) just experimenting (laughs) Mm -hmm. i i understand that at one point uh if i could get i had six people but apparently as you know, life happens and things happen. And so we're in a quiet stage now. But hopefully the audience that saw you, uh, they might get braver. And I was even thinking I would even turn over my garage. We're at in South Point. Uh, and so we have a two-car bay that we could practice in. So just as an inspiration for the residents, uh, mm-hmm. it's the sky's the limit. It's all doable. Mm-hmm. And right now, even the fact that, that Willow Valley uh, is aware of the handicap and we're still, how would you say, we're of value. And um, in many ways, uh, we have our gifts to offer. And you guys are doing a super job with it. Thank you. Um, what would I, I say is, um, I need to ask, you're answering the questions that I was going to ask, so <laughs> I'm trying to get more innovative about it. Uh, let's see. With the chair, like say, for instance, if if I started with um, square dancing, how would you say I could get that off the ground? I don't have a ton of experience with square dancing, but I think honestly, finding finding different tricks and ways to adapt choreography was one of my biggest challenges. Um, but I think just remembering like, you know, if there's a leg out using your arm, you know, kind of trying to follow the line of movement um, with the mobility that you do have. Mm-hmm. Um helps like i know this is just a random memory but at my wedding we were doing the cupid shuffle and we were just like (laughs) kind of all like turning in a line and just um putting kicking with our hands and you know just just experimenting i think and having a group to bounce ideas off of is so great and to go back to your garage comment we also practice in a garage Mm -hmm. like our our headquarters we call it is where our boss lives and she put mirrors up in her garage so okay, we can yeah. see ourselves um so that's a great idea yeah oh, that, that's good to hear and i was gonna say if you have an incentive like you could be like guys we're gonna do a hip-hop today or we're gonna do square dancing today or you know i feel like everyone's gonna be super excited to come out and you could say all abilities because you know then i feel like more people in the community here too will want to come out and you could be like even something like oh i'll bring muffins if you guys want to come dance <laughs> just dragging people out <laughs> okay i thought okay i I hear, uh, yes. My, I started thinking I needed to recruit first, mm-hmm. uh, but I like that idea very much. Yeah. Um, what I was thinking is we, at one point, I thought I had a choreographer and she, um, had, had the idea, which I visualize now that I see you. 
she was thinking you, you do the feeling of the music through waves so that it wouldn't be in sync. It would be a wave. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I see that. That would be absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, have you done anything like that with your roulettes? Yes. Yeah. Normally in our choreography, there's more of us, so we can kind of assign more people to different ripple counts. So um, there was only two of us today. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, But we just, um, it is something you have to remember, like what count you're on and remember which way to go. And yeah, it, I think it provides for a more dynamic performance and more dynamic routine for sure. Oh, okay. Um, closing it up, I want to thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thank uh, you. And I hope, uh, like, I am very inspired that uh, go forward, and I wish you much success in um, your your roulette. Thank, thank you so you. much. Congratulations. Thank you thank for having you. us. We've really had so much fun here. And yeah. we, if you're interested in keeping up with us, um, you can look us up online, rolletsdance.com, or we have Facebook, Rolettes Dance, YouTube, Rolettes Dance, and Instagram and TikTok is Rolettes underscore LA. Yes. And I wanted to touch on Rolettes experience real quick, just because we talked about the team and we talked about what we do, but we also host a women's and kids empowerment weekend, um, every year. And it's usually in July. And last, last year we just hosted our 11th year. Um, but and we also had 250 women and little girls in wheelchairs come out. Um, and it's a weekend full of dance classes and pool party and pajama party. And there's seminars, there's talks on certain subjects that have to do with our community, like the wheelchair community or disabilities as a whole. Um, but we are going to be announcing our 2024 dates really soon this fall. And so, yeah, we would love to see anyone out there who wants to come. It's in L.A. every summer. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And be sure to listen again next week and every week when we'll have another exciting guest.